My name is Jonathan Blackwood. Welcome to My Tech Decisions Podcast. Today, commercial integrators Craig McCormick steps in to interview Bo Wilder, VP of Innovation Waves and New Products at Plantronics. Craig and Bo discuss Plantronics' new open office solution, Habitat Soundscaping, including how Habitat Soundscaping can combat some of the distractions of open office environments. We actually brought in the sound of water into our open office space. Results were were fascinating to us. The sound itself was incredibly well received by associates. And we also found that um, just like the Finnish Institute of Occupational Health did, it actually did a better job of covering up those distracting nearby conversations. As well as some of the statistics and science behind the problems with sound in open office spaces. We actually found research that showed that sitting under a constant broad spectrum of sound for a long period of time actually raises the stress hormone level in your body. So we we actually found science to back up the organic feedback we were getting that this wasn't, you know, the environment we wanted to create to get the best out of our uh, associates. And that's what really inspired us to, you know, look at this with fresh eyes, knowing there wasn't really a true solution technology-wise to this open office noise problem, and really started to develop our own solution to solve our own problem. Craig and Bo talk about a new product from Plantronics called Habitat Soundscaping. This new product is an intelligent acoustic management service that helps transform distracting, dysfunctional open office spaces into peaceful environments where people can focus, collaborate, and thrive. The service uses nature-inspired audio and visuals, coupled with intelligent software to mitigate distractions due to speech, which is the most common complaint employees have about their open workspaces. Habitat Soundscaping brings these natural elements into the workplace to create an immersive experience where people want to come to work and are no longer distracted by the open environments that have become so prevalent in workplaces around the country. Craig and Bo discuss how the idea for Habitat Soundscaping was formed when the company itself experienced problems in their new open office environment. They had designed a beautiful, modern, open office space, but... When they moved in, they learned that it had one big problem, noise pollution. They designed Habitat Soundscaping as a way to combat their own open office issues and have released it for other open office environments to do the same. The Habitat Soundscaping service incorporates biophilic science, the innate tendency of humans to seek connections with nature as an essential element of the solution. Studies show that workplaces with a connection to nature help improve mood, working memory, and cognitive functioning. In fact, these studies concluded that workplaces with architectural elements that connect to nature have been proven to reduce worker absenteeism by 10%, creating the opportunity for significant productivity gains and a much happier workforce. Give the interview a listen to learn more about the problems with sound in open office environments, how the science behind habitat soundscaping leads to a happier workforce, and overall how sound affects different office environments. Enjoy the interview. Before we get to the interview, a quick reminder that My Tech Decisions podcast is now available on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Make sure to subscribe in order to instantly download the latest interviews with expert AV integrators, IT providers, security installers, technology manufacturers, and commercial technology decision makers like yourself. If you like what you hear... 
You can leave a comment and rate the podcast as well. Search for My Tech Decisions Podcast on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Download and subscribe. Now let's get to the interview. Hi, my name is Craig McCormick. I'm the editor-at-large for Commercial Integrator, uh, one of the sister publications for Tech Decisions. And I'm here joined by Bo Wilder, the VP of Innovation Waves and New Products at Plantronics. We're going to talk about a unique offering that Plantronics has and um, some of the unique ways that that this uh, this new product can can be implemented in in your office and and into some other interesting applications. It's called Habitat Soundscaping. On Commercial Integrator, I've I've done a, a number of articles on the idea of open office spaces, the open open work environment, and how how that works. Some of the benefits of that for workers. Uh, one one thing I haven't touched upon in any of those articles is kind of some of the distraction that can come from these open office spaces, where there are no walls necessarily put up or a limited number of walls and walls in unique places. Uh, that that's something that the Plantronics is hoping to address and has started to address with Habitat. Bo, uh, welcome to the podcast today. Pleasure to be here. Thanks. I appreciate you joining us. Um, maybe, maybe you can get started on how, how the idea of habitat st- soundscaping came about. Where, where, you know, where the the genesis was, and and why it's something that that Plantronics felt was was an important issue to address. Yeah, happy to go there. Um, so it really started about five or six years ago at Plantronics. Um, if you if you know anything about Plantronics, uh, we absolutely obsess about our end customers. Um, and we spend just an immense amount of time and energy trying to understand um, how our large enterprise customers are trying to work and what their daily struggles are around collaboration and communication and, and really trying to understand how their day in the life looks like so we can build the right solutions for them. And five or six years ago, um, as we were really you know, doing our homework with our customers, we started to hear a real interest um, from that customer base of moving to an open office design. And it was really around two value propositions. Um, The first being a very tangible one of, gosh, we think we can save tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars in real estate cost by opening up the the floor design, um, putting people into um, tighter, more dense office spaces, um, and really not having to build out that next office building. Um, And the second pillar was really around, um, you know, increasing the amount of collaboration that organically happens in the office space. When the open office uh, design promises, you know, you can sit next to whoever you want to next to the, uh, for the day. Um, you can kind of create those organic water cooler moments where innovation happens. Um, and it was really those two pillars that were really driving a significant amount of interest from our customer base. Um, and in classic Plantronics fashion, uh, we dove head in ourselves and actually moved to an open office design um, in our Santa Cruz headquarters so that we could actually live the um, the open office before our customers actually went on their own journey. Um, and it was really that um, journey that led us to this um, Habitat Soundscaping um, offer. And it was really founded upon solving for our own open office problems. Um, when we moved there, we, you know, being the acoustics company we are, 55 plus years of being in the uh, personal audio space and really experts in acoustics and DSP, um, we anticipated that we were actually going to have some acoustic challenges when moving to the open office. And we actually did um, everything we could to thoughtfully plan for that. We put in high sound-absorbing carpeting, high sound-absorbing 
ceiling tiles. Um, we tried to do as much blocking of noise as we could with some interesting ceiling baffling. But with moving to an open office, there isn't that traditional material that you have to work with as much. Um, and so we, we thoughtfully tried to design for the acoustics as best we could. Um, but once we moved into this space, we realized that we had actually built a, a truly visually stunning environment with one huge um, Achilles heel, and that was this noise pollution problem. Um, despite all of the planning that we tried to do for the acoustics, the distraction of the nearby conversation was so impactful to our knowledge workers um, that it was, it was really um, the, the downside to moving to an open office. Um, so what we did from, from there was really looked at what was actually in the open office um, marketplace to actually solve for this, uh, this acoustic problem. And, you know, we did, like I said, what we could do from an absorption perspective and a, and a uh, blocking perspective. Um, and it didn't nearly come close enough to solving the problem for us. So we actually looked at, um, you know, what was available in the open market for, you know, a, a covering of these distra uh, distracting conversations. And we actually put in a... Uh, traditional sound masking system. Um, we chose the one that was best, you know, for, for our environment. We installed it. And, and the idea being that, you know, introducing, you know, kind of a pink noise or white noise into the environment would make those nearby conversations um, less distracting. And, you know, to be fair, it, it did a decent job, not a great job, um, but it created an environment that was really unpleasant to sit in. Um, we actually had internal um, associates starting to complain about getting headaches and fatigue, and they found the environment, you know, not a healthy environment to work in, and started to kind of organically abandon the space. Um, and so we were we were left pretty dissatisfied with that experience. Um, we we actually started to dig into the research behind that. We actually found research that showed that sitting under a a constant broad spectrum of sound for a long period of time actually raises the stress hormone level in your body. So we, we actually found science to back up the organic feedback we were getting that this wasn't, you know, the environment we wanted to create to get the best out of our uh, associates. Um, and that's what really inspired us to, um, you know, look at this with fresh eyes, knowing there wasn't really a true solution technology-wise to this open office noise problem, and really started to um, develop our own solution um, to solve our own problem. And that was the, that was the impetus for um, what we now are calling Habitat Soundscoping and delivering this uh, experience that we home grew to solve our own problem into our enterprise customer base now. Great. So we'll get into a little bit more about what, what it's all about and how, how it works in, in a few minutes. But I'm just looking at some of these statistics that, that you would send over about uh, the idea of open office uh, spaces and statistic that says about 70% of American employees work out of offices with an open floor plan, which, which is much higher than, than I ever would have anticipated. The statistic about 23 minutes as the average time to get back on track after an employee gets interrupted by uh, you know some sort of sound or, or distraction and, and the idea uh, of 53 percent of employees are disturbed by others when, when they're trying to, to focus on on their work are, are those numbers that you know you found as unusual as, as I did and I, I just found those to be you know just yeah. surprising I guess yeah, that's a great question. Um, so it, this really was, you know, what we started to find when we started to do our homework um, about our own journey of moving to this open office space. So again, five or six years ago, what I was telling the story a little bit was the organic feedback we were getting internally. 
Um, but as we tried to understand this problem better, not only for ourselves, but for you know understanding the journey our customers were going on, we started to look out into the marketplace on, you know, were we the only ones that were experiencing this big pervasive noise problem um, when moving to the open office? And that's when we started to find just more and more supporting evidence. Um, so that 53% of employees um, disturbed by others when trying to focus. So that uh, comes from Gensler's 2013 workplace survey results. And they were one of the um, you know, lead architectural firms that were really pushing enterprise companies to move to this open office design. And, and we actually partnered with them on our office space as well. And you know, they, they were pushing this, again, for those two propositions I talked about, about saving a ton of money and really increasing collaboration. And what they found um, is they, they found a whole bunch of enterprise customers that wanted to go on that journey with them. And it started in 2008. And they actually checked back with all those large enterprise customers five years later, 2013, and really wanted to understand how it had gone, right? How had their journey been um, from increasing collaboration? And keep in mind, they had purposely built these spaces to increase collaboration. And in their um, 2013 workplace survey results, they found that they actually got the inverse result than was what they were hoping for. They actually found that collaboration went down 20% in these open office spaces, which, um, as you can imagine, is um, you know, pretty alarming when you actually built for the opposite result. And so when they dug into it, they, that's when they started to find these statistics um, with the research of those customers about it was the noise problem, it was the distraction problem, that the time it took to spend on your own individual focus work now was so much more in an open office design because of the distractions, the noise problem, that there wasn't enough time left over to collaborate. Um, and so they actually saw collaboration drop by 20%. And so that was really um, you know, um, corroborative evidence about what we were experiencing organically. Um, and you know, there was more and more evidence coming out finding that similar result when moving to the open office. And you know now, frankly, the, the you mentioned that seventy percent of American workers are open, uh, working in open offices. This is very much a pervasive trend, and to the point where you've got you know Wall Street Journal writing about this problem, and you've got Dilbert cartoons actually making fun of it. Um, and so it, it's a it's a very well known problem at this point, um, but there hasn't been a a real good solution to the noise problem we think until now with our offering of habitat soundscaping. I have a lot of you know friends and and coworkers that that talk about you know the the benefits of you know sitting on their their back porch and and doing some work. They talk about how you know how how much more productive they they can be just just doing that. Um, apparently there's there's some science behind it, a biophilic science. I, I don't know too much about it, but maybe you can can walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, happy to. Um, and it was a pretty exciting journey for us to go on as well. And, and, you know, again, solving for our own problem when we moved to the open office design ourselves. And so, like I said, in the early part of the story, we had moved to, you know, this open office and we had put in whatever technology was available to solve for this noise problem with the traditional sound masking systems. And we just felt very um, wanting still in the environment. Um, and so we started to actually look around and, and dig into, you know, the academic side of the world and look at if there was any bleeding edge technology that was coming out that could actually deliver a different experience, but then still solve this um, pervasive noise problem in the open office. And we found some really interesting research coming out of a couple of places that really piqued our, our, our interest. So the first one was actually out of the uh, Finnish Institute of Occupational Health. And they were doing some research in the lab environment about um, this exact problem statement, 
and they were experimenting with different sounds and which sounds could actually be used to uh, mitigate these distracting nearby conversations. And they did everything from, you know, playing music in the background to the traditional sound masking stuff to, you know, comparing that to silence. But they actually experimented quite a bit with um, the sound of water on the hypothesis that, you know, water or other sounds of nature um, actually um, creates a natural tendency for people to find the environment comfortable and rejuvenated. Um, and when they tested that sound, what they found was it did indeed create um, an environment that actually did the best at covering up those distracting nearby conversations, as well as creating an environment that people felt was comfortable to sit in. Um, and, and, and really that coupling of effectivity and comfort really made it a sound that um, was able to do something that nothing else in the marketplace was able to do. Um, interestingly enough, there was another uh, research out of the Rensselaer uh, Polytechnical Institute that was actually um, testing um, worker productivity in these environments. And they found that when they um, introduced the kind of traditional pink noise or white noise of a traditional sound masking system, they found that productivity of, of knowledge workers actually dropped off a cliff very quickly. And it was that fatigue factor. It was really kind of an unhealthy environment when they um, tested you know, memory recall um, and cognitive functioning. And when they subjected them to the sound of water, actually they found that knowledge workers were able to sustain a level of performance throughout the day, that they didn't actually see the, the, the same um, drop off in productivity. And it really was, again, supporting that hypothesis of biophilia, which is that natural tendency to be attracted to the to sounds and sights of nature. Um, and so we actually really used those um, you know, research studies as the foundation of, well, how, do, how could we apply this into our office space to really create a completely different experience um, and one that you know, solves the open office noise problem but creates an environment that people are attracted to and want to come into work to. Um, and so that's, what, that's exactly what we did in our Santa Cruz headquarters um, in California. We actually brought in the sound of water into our open office space. And we found that um, the, the um, results were, were fascinating to us. Um, the sound itself was incredibly well received um, by associates. And we also found that um, just like the Finnish Institute of Occupational Health did, it actually did a better job of covering up those distracting nearby conversations. Um, it turns out with water, with the dynamic nature of the sound of water, you can actually introduce more energy into the um, areas of human speech, so that one to four kilohertz area of human speech, and actually do a better job of covering up those nearby conversations than um, the, the traditional pink noise sounds without the fatigue factor. But it was really interesting because we brought in this natural sound of water, um, and it really did a, a nice job of solving the problem, but it introduced its own problem. And that was the fact that when we brought in a natural water sound indoors, um, if we didn't make it appropriate indoors, it created its own level of distraction. So think about sitting in an open office with um, you know, windows and you're looking outside and you're seeing sunlight, but then you're hearing water. And that can be a very incongruous experience for, for a knowledge worker, right? It's like, well, why am I hearing water if I'm seeing sun? Do I have a plumbing issue? Do I need to call the facility? It would be very bizarre. Um, and we experimented a lot with that, and what we found was, you know, we actually needed to bring in a completely multi-sensory approach to this to really make it work. Um, and we've experimented with a lot of things. Um, we've actually brought in real waterfalls. You can see those um, in our headquarters. Um, it's actually part of our offering now as well. And 
that actually does a beautiful job of actually making that really important biophilic water sound appropriate indoors. And actually just being able to see a waterfall all the way across the room, even in a 10,000 square foot room, having that visual connection to what you're hearing actually completely makes the mind work that, oh yes, this makes sense. This actually is completely appropriate in my environment now. Um, and so we, we started to um, do that, proliferate um, the real waterfalls inside the headquarters. But we also realized that, you know, gosh, we, we can't necessarily put real water in every office uh, location around the world. Um, so how can we actually create a virtual visual connection as well? Um, and we've created actually a couple of um, concepts. One's called a digital window and one's called a digital skylight. And it really is um, the experience where you have this very high res um, visual connection on these screens, whether it's on the wall or in the ceiling, um, that actually plays uh, proprietary um, content from nature that matches the actual water sound that you're hearing perfectly so that it actually creates a very multi-sensory um, environment where associates feel like it's comfortable, it's uh, rejuvenating to work in, um, and it actually allows for that all-important focus work to collaborate, to, uh, to coexist with the collaboration work in an environment. I'm curious about, you know, how long it, it takes for you know, the workers in, in an office to kind of get used to, to the idea of, like you said, you know, here's, here's the sound of water. And then you look up and, you, you know, you see, you see kind of where, where the sound is coming from, but how, how long does it take, you know, people to kind of get used to it and just make that a part of their, part of their workday, a part of the, you know, just the, the environment it, itself. And, and, you know, just, it, it becomes just a sound that that's in the office or, you know, some, something that they see that's in the office. Yeah, good question. Um, so we we found that you know a ramp period of you know one to two weeks um, is is about what you want, and what and why that's important is um, if you bring somebody into an environment and you know you actually create an, an acoustic you know treatment in the environment, you know introducing it at a nominal level to start with is you know usually well received, and as they get you know comfortable, you can actually start to increase that ambient noise level to cover up that distracting conversation problem. Um, you know, a couple of dB a day to the point where you get it at a, at a base level of what's appropriate in an open office, you know, about, you know, 45 to 48 dB on average for that acoustic management floor level that you want. Um, and so it, we have a built-in kind of intelligent ramp system that gets you up into the, uh, the nominal state over about of a week or two. Uh, what we found was, or you know, organically and as well as with some of our beta customers that, you know, they, they tended to take to it really quite well. If you think about, like, going into um, a high-end hotel or a spa. When you walk into those environments and it has a high-end feel to it and it's got a waterfall or a connection to nature, whether it's a live green wall or you know, just visual connections to nature, um, you know, it does really kind of create an environment where you, you take a deep breath. You feel like you want to be there. Um, it, it allows you to you know, de-stress quicker. And that's the you know, exact kind of environment we wanted to uh, um, create for our associates. Uh, it was interesting as we were doing more and more of our homework around biophilia um, and, and those uh, research papers that were coming out about the acoustic sound, we actually found more and more supporting evidence about the benefits of the visual connection to nature as well. Um, and it really just bringing that um, visual uh, picture, that connection, that fully immersive experience to nature actually um, increases cognitive functioning, memory recall, um, and actually makes the um, associates actually 
easier to think, easier to do their, their work, um, because you're creating an environment that allows them to be the best at what they're trying to do. You didn't do any sort of testing on the sound of like bears running towards you in the woods or anything like that that, that people might have uh, not, not exactly focused on? You know, we, so we haven't done bears, um, but we have actually done quite a bit of experimentation. Um, and as you might imagine, um, this space is just ripe for innovation, we think. So if you think about um, other work that's being done in this space, which we're innovating in as well, is, you know, if you think about the, the, the forest canopy um, and bird song, and actually when, when everything is kind of okay in a forest, um, birds are chirping. There's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of just natural, um, you know, nature sounds that indicate that everything is well. If you get a predator that actually walks through that forest, um, birds stop chirping. They don't want to be found. They don't want to be seen. Um, and so it actually start to create that kind of what does a healthy natural environment sound like and so it doesn't have to be water every single day at the same level you can start to introduce you know those natural sounds that we kind of are organically attracted to in a appropriate way what you don't necessarily want to do is be creating you know environment or acoustic um, easter egg surprises whatever you want to call them that actually introduce their own level uh, level of distraction but you can actually do it in a very subtle way that you know think it is more of a, a fully immersive experience where it's appropriate with the overall nature experience oh, i know the bears running through the woods would probably keep people awake but but that's probably <laughs> probably probably not a good way to keep them focused on on their work i would guess right so. right Oh, so um, the, the there's a third piece to this that that I don't know that we've gotten into just yet. Obviously, there's the the sound part of it, and and there's the sight part of it, and then the, there's a, a third piece, uh, the the intelligence part of it. Maybe you can walk me through how, how that works and how you guys have been able to to quantify some of that. Yeah. So so what we really did was um, looked at the the open office and how business is conducted in the open office, and and what we found was you know. There's never a same day. In fact, there's never a same hour in an open office. Um, people sit in different locations every day. Um, you know, office spaces get rearranged all the time. Desks get pushed, pushed together. A uh, new table comes in. New groups get moved in. They want to sit differently. Um, and so what we found was um, you couldn't predict the amount of um, conversation and collaboration that was happening in this space um, without being kind of a living and breathing system along with that space. And so what we've done is we have actually introduced some um, really fine-tuned um, microphones into this offering that actually are listening for intelligible human speech. Um, in real time, they're identifying in what part of the room that uh, intelligible conversation is happening and actually doing the right acoustic treatment around that conversation so that the people sitting in proximity to that conversation actually don't have to be disturbed by the, its contents, but actually the conversation can occur at a natural level so that they can um, you know, organically collaborate um, as you want them to in this space. Um, and it's really about you know, living and breathing with that system. So if you think about a 10,000 square foot space, um, our solution you know, that comprises approximately about you know, 16 zones, um, each zone is made up of, you know, four wide dispersion speakers and what this um, intelligi intelligibility sensor, this finely tuned microphone is. And so we can actually identify in real time what's happening in each respective zone 
and then do the right acoustic treatment to allow for that activity to occur naturally and actually give the right acoustic treatment for the people sitting in proximity to that so they don't have to be distracted by it. And when that conversation ends, when it breaks down, we can actually reduce the acoustic load on, on the people sitting around it so that they aren't having to um, be exposed to any more than is necessary to allow them to do their focus work. Um, and so this, this actual um, solution is um, intelligent to the point where it just is constantly monitoring um, what's happening in the environment and doing the right acoustic treatment in the right moment and then getting out of the way when it doesn't need to be as, uh, as aggressive. Are there applications for this? Uh, obviously, you've mentioned you know office environments. Are, are there applications for this in you know schools or you know government buildings and you know, and any other uh, vertical markets where where this might work? Or is it? Yeah, or is it we think quite a bit. Um, so we are definitely focused on um, the large enterprise. Uh, market first as, at Plantronics as we're trying to build this new um, category out in the marketplace. That being said, um, healthcare is is incredibly interested in stuff like this. So hospitals in particular, um, they're actually rated um, every year on their ability to, uh, their comfort level, right? The ability to heal their um, patients. And acoustics is actually a, a significant part of that. If you think about, you know, a typical patient room, Typically, the door is left open. Um, all of the nurses' traffic and chatter in the hallway comes in, all the beeps and boops of the machines. Um, this type of solution could actually add a completely different comfort level um, uh, for, for that type of environment. We've seen interest from you know, retail stores to restaurants um, to, to a whole bunch of different stuff. So we think there's actually quite a bit of um, uh, opportunity here, but we are focusing on the uh, enterprise space first. Is it the type of system that generally needs to be installed in, in you know, kind of a new installation, you know, kind of a, a new building, or is it something that can be, you know, retrofitted into an existing building that, that you know, maybe, maybe has been around a while but wants to kind of make some, some changes in, in their office? It's absolutely both. Um, we can we can actually you know install this type of solution you know over a, over a weekend um, for a ten thousand square foot room. So you leave Friday and it looks one way, and you come in uh, Monday and it's completely hopefully much better experience. Um, so yes, we can absolutely retrofit rooms that have moved to open offices and are dissatisfied with their noise levels. Um, but we also obviously plan to work tightly with architects and acoustic consultants and furniture companies to actually get these into um, greenfield office locations as well. Um, we, we see the trend of open offices, despite this big problem of noise, um, only gaining more steam because the, the cost savings and the promise of collaboration is too good to pass up. Um, and so we, we think this has uh, got a lot of legs, both from a, a new building site as well as retrofits. Is there a particular part of the country or part part of the uh, you know the the world where where this is maybe more popular than than others, or, or is it you know kind of a, a widespread uh, audience at this point? You know, we we really think it's widespread. Um, so you you cited that seventy percent of American workers are already working in open offices, and that's from sure. the IFMA stat. Um, so America has really moved to this trend. We see it all over Europe as well. Um, Australia, in particular, actually, they've been doing what's called activity-based working for, for many, many years. In fact, I would argue they probably lead the world in working in this new way. Um, and so we've found significant interest and desire to um, work with this new solution from us in that environment as well. So we're actually, we're live in, in six countries now, um, U.S., U.K., um, Canada, Germany, France, and Australia. 
but we have plans to, to go broader as we as we scale this business. We see it as a, a very um, pervasive, um, definitely um, um, has crossed the chasm as far as, and it's not an early adopter problem anymore. Uh, we think this is a, a mass experience problem when moving to the open office, and uh, we think it's pretty universal globally. Do you expect any sort of I don't know, tweaks or, or changes? You know, as the you know, as as more customers kind of kind of get used to it, have you, you know, have you heard any feedback, whether it's from from your office or some of the places where it's where it is installed? You know, some some of the other offices that you know that we we really like this, but we'd like to see more of this, or you know, we we don't like yeah. this particular part of it, that that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And what we're excited about is um, so if you take an environment where we are um, in the infrastructure at this point with an acoustic treatment, and we're in the the virtual visual experience, right? So if our Digital windows are on the wall rendering, you know, nature visuals or in the in the ceiling with our digital skylight concept. Um, the ability to actually change your office space on whatever cadence is right for you is really cool from a customer perspective. So maybe one day you have a you know water-based theme um, and it's a babbling crook, uh, creek experience, um, but the next day it could actually be a completely different experience. It could be wind blowing through um, a redwood canopy. Um, and actually giving them the ability to kind of subscribe to different themes so that the environment, the office environment, doesn't have to be static anymore. It could actually be a different experience and hopefully a rejuvenating um, and reinvigorating one and um, inspiring at the end of the day. And you could actually change it so that it brings a freshness to the office uh, on whatever cadence is appropriate for them. So a lot of a lot of um, innovation yet to be done in this space, which is why we're really, really excited about having this you know, new platform to innovate in, um, as well as the intelligibility of this system, right? So we, we've got, we think, a very, very um, intelligent system today, but there's plenty of opportunity to, to expand upon that, um, whether it's you know, starting to recognize you know, different tones or different um, pitches or cadence of speech and actually adjusting the acoustic sound that's actually playing to do even a better job depending on who's actually speaking in the room, not just where they're speaking at. So plenty of uh, opportunity to innovate, which we uh, plan to do for many years. And, and I imagine since this is uh, installed in your Santa Cruz office that, that the employees there are coming up with all kinds of new great ideas in, in that time since, since it's been put in. Yeah, we definitely have a vocal associate base, right? Um, and, you know, this is it's funny. Plantronics is just an incredible company to work for. They, they really have put um, the philosophy in place that, you know, we're going to treat our most valuable assets, our associates, um, with the utmost care. Um, and we're really trying to create an environment that allows them to do their, their work the best that they can so that they actually want to come into the office, not that they're forced to. Um, and so, yes, we very much encourage them to be vocal and collaborative and co-create with us. Um, and actually, we've been engaging with beta customers as well that are doing the same. So um, we think that there's a lot of room for innovation in this space. And so far, we're on to something that's uh, quite unique in the marketplace. Well, great. It sound, sounds pretty interesting. And it's something I, I definitely want to check out for myself and see how, how it all works. Uh, Bo Wilder, VP of Innovation Waves and, and New Products at Plantronics. Thank you very much for joining me here on the Tech Decisions podcast. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to My Tech Decisions podcast. Here at Tech Decisions, it's our mission to help you do your job better. If you'd like to learn more, head over to www.mytechdecisions.com or follow us on Twitter at My Tech Decisions. 
I'm your host, Jonathan Blackwood, Managing Editor of Tech Decisions, and you can find me at Blackwood Tweets. Thank you again for listening, and good luck with all of your installations and implementations.